So I say, like, oh, she's in Yoruba, and so, and so, and then the next, we don't really see each other. Then we we'll bump into each other. Hi, hello, hi. Hi. And then the women's conference was where yeah, we talked so a little bit more. more yeah. And yeah, but there was just about that time because I was traveling, traveling. Sounds like a love story to me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to be part of this? It's going to be part of it. Mm. He'll be maybe he'll be doing a mm. yeah. just yeah. you know? So and <laughs> so, Miss <laughs> Allah, come and sit down, please. I have something we need, to we need. With you. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everyone. I am Mosido, and this is the Mosido Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the Merciful Podcast, a podcast for culture and cultural nomads designed for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. I'm your host, Merciful Nigerian born, your educated Korean speaking intellectual. Today I'm in a very lovely home somewhere in Edmond, Oklahoma. And by lovely, I mean really lovely. I mean, it's giving me some home buying vibes. And um, I'm with a, a senior friend. Her name is Mrs. Lawal. And I met her at a church event. And I remember I was serving and I heard someone speak Yoruba, and that's a Nigerian language. When you live in a place where you don't find a lot of Nigerians around, when you hear your language being spoken, there's a whiplash kind of tone, like somebody just calls for me. And I, I seen her and then we talked a little bit. But this is the first time we're like sitting down and talking about stuff. So um, she's Nigerian. She's also American. So she was born in the U.S., but she grew up a lot in Nigeria and then now lives in the U.S. So I'm going to you know, introduce her as Mrs. Lawal and I'll let her tell us more about herself. Hello, Mrs. Lawal. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me into your lovely home and I love your house. I have told you so much about it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tony, for coming. It's really nice having you over. I know Thank we've you. talked about this Thank forever. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I have a very horrible schedule. Thanks for not giving up on me. I think since maybe June or July. Yeah, the last time we went. Yeah, Saturdays the... are really good. <laughs> But I'm glad, I'm really glad to be here, you know, I'm very relaxed. I just had a nice meal of yam and eggs. <laughs> it's been a while I had that. If you're rich here, that's when you get to eat yam, because yam is very expensive. Because yam they sell in America, they have like their own visas and green cards, because it's more expensive than the yams we have in Lagos. But anyways, thank you so much for your hospitality. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Mrs. Lawal. My name is Kemi Lawal. Um, I guess I would say I've been in the U.S. Well, like Tolani said, I was born in... Um, in Rochester, New York, I'm not going to date myself, so I'm, I wouldn't say the year. Was it early, was it early 60s? Is it pre-Nigerian independence or post? Is that, that's like two titles we're using now. <laughs> I guess we'll just leave it as, yeah, I was born in Rochester, New York. I've never even been back there. I don't even, I know my mom wants me to go back there just to go look at, you know. But... How long were you there for? I, I was only there, I think they left when I was eight months old. So it's not oh. like I even have any memories of it. I have no memories, nothing. If you even drove it past it, probably wouldn't recognize it. I don't even know. Although she always gives me, tells me the address. I'm like, just oh. anytime you want to go there, just to, this was where we leave. This is the oh. apartment number. Like, okay, it holds more, more sentimental values to, to them as we yeah. to me. Okay. But yeah, we I finally came back to the US uh, November 2001. So I've been here for. 17 years. 17 years. Oh. Yeah. Um, Your coming back is almost old enough to, to drive and vote. True. <laughs> well, I can drive, but 18 age yeah. of responsibility. So it's, it's, it's been kind of, you know, I, I've loved it here. Uh, yeah, almost to Nigeria, irrespective of the fact that you know, I was born here, girl. I wouldn't count out. Count that as anything. Like, yeah. It's not like I can remember being in the US then. But yeah, thank you, Rice. Um, I love it in Oklahoma City right now. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Yeah, and as she said something about my sister, well, she's very passionate about Nigeria. And uh, there are many Nigerians that are that way too when you meet them here. But I understand why people might not want to relate to that part of them because if they haven't been home for a while, if they just feel like there's nothing there for them. But when I talk to her, I always just always get that, you know, like I, I miss home, Nigeria's always going to be home. And she's very passionate about the country. She's always passionate about, you know, just how we can move forward as a nation. So why do you think you're so passionate about Nigeria, given that you do also have that um, dual entity of being an American as well? Well, first and foremost, my parents are still in Nigeria to even start with. So that's still, you know, something that uh, no matter what, it's, it's, um, they're in Nigeria. So, you know, although I've got a sister in the US, but, you know, I've got a brother who lives in Nigeria. Also, um, most of my family are back in Nigeria. So it's still, it's still something, you know, um, Nigeria is still a country I relate to respective every single day. Uh, my husband's family too are all in the out they're all in nigeria so yeah. you know yeah but yeah so I, I don't know it's just you can't explain it i, I can explain it's it you know it, it, it's just i just think back to i i know it's been a while i've been back to nigeria but even when i was back there you know it was so much fun you know i've been to it, you you can come out of your your house, go next door, knock. You know, you go visit you have to make an appointment. You yeah, know, you don't have to say, okay, let's come on this day. You're available. You know, you know, it's just it's America. America is just a different culture it entirely. Is. It it's is totally it is. different. So it it, you think back, and obviously, I was in my twenties when I came to to um to the US or when I came back to the US. Yeah. So obviously, I'm like used to a particular way of doing things. Think, so yeah. it's a little difficult having to change all of that right now yeah. so, so that, like, what would you say was the hardest adjustment for you to make well the one thing was well at that time i was dating my ex-boyfriend now but he was the ex-boyfriend he became the husband right well i guess <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and i remember you know it was a little difficult having to live in, in nigeria a long, distance and, yeah, relationship. long distance relationship and Oh, I remember then Wally had like this so I guess because he worked in IT, he had like all these different ways of calling and would call. He had this um Wally, what was that thing called? There was something he would call like for every every minute to cut off oh. and he would call back and we'll do that for like hours. Oh my god. <laughs> this were like this were this, this were real bad. love. Like you had to really love somebody to date them then. Not so now we, we can just swipe were, away. Yeah, they were like all these free calls and because I can't call you back. It's about to cut off your call back, wow. you know. You know, and obviously my, my siblings, my mom, my dad were all, you know, and it was just I I remember then I just like it was like what am I doing over here? And I remember, like I was telling you earlier, you know, yeah. after we got married, I was like, you know what, I'm coming back. I, I was going to pack and just go back to Nigeria. Well, it was like, you know what, no, it should be different, you know, when, when it comes over. Yeah. And it, it's been different. I'm so passionate about Nigeria. I can tell. Irrespective of, you know. Okay. So what drove your decision to move back? Was it school? or? It was actually school then. I keep telling everybody this, but they laugh. I didn't like going to the market in Nigeria. What? Yeah. Say that again slowly. Wait, what? That's one of my fun things to do. No, I did not like going to the market. What do you think about markets? Like market or like any kind of market? Market, market, where you I go to it. like the open market in Nigeria. I love no, it. I miss that no, style. No, the one that actually made me go, made me, well, when I finally made my decision to come here was one time I went and I went to buy pepper where what market was that i can't remember it was because we lived in Festac in nigeria oh, so yeah. it has to be i guess like a go to or one yeah. of those places and the lady there 
I prized that tomato and the price wasn't the right price. And she slapped you. And she wanted to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you grew up in Ibana, they won't beat you, they probably cuss you out. No, she, she held my tongue. Oh my goodness. And she said, <laughs> Only. Eventually, back. What do you She's like, what? She's like, you're buying this. I'm oh my like, goodness. I'm like, no. She's like, after pricing it. <laughs> You added over the, we're very, over the price. We're very and passionate. And like, like, no, and I had to buy it. And I, and I was like, no. Well, I traumatized you. Yeah, that did. Well, and you can shop online now. Really? Things have changed. Tomato? You can, they have shop right. Red bell pepper? They have shop right, okay. yeah. They have shop right. If you they say have, so. They have um, um, ultramarine rackets. It's probably going to cost you a lot more. But um, then I'm sure you can pay for it now. I guess I'll do a lot more than, <laughs> than going to the market. Because I still remember that lady's face so well. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, she was going to beat me that day. Oh, wow. but, yeah. So you went to Chicago for school? I actually, yes. What so school was that? What I was went that? to DePaul and I, oh, I, like, I went for the my... The Blue Devils? Yeah, the Blue Demons. Sorry, Demons. The so I was trying to be nice. <laughs> blue Devils. That would be like a Manchester. Is it Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea. Blue <laughs> yeah, the Blue Demons. Yeah, I, I um actually... Well, the reason... Well, I hope my parents won't listen to this, but the you reason I find... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend two shopping? <laughs> when did you get a degree? <laughs> No, I didn't. But the reason why I was able to trick them to leave because they, my my dad, even till today, doesn't believe in you actually living in Nigeria. Oh, really? Once, yeah, he, he very nationalistic. That, yeah, he just believes that you know, yeah, you know, he should stay in Nigeria. I don't think he was really too crazy about. Wow. Um, yeah, because I I remember then um the plan was to actually come to the U.S. and do my first degree, mm-hmm. and my dad was like, okay, you know, I went, I renewed my passport, everything was going well. Finally got my passport, and we're like, okay, and I was like, no. You're doing your first degree in Nigeria. Wow. So, you know, but I guess, you know, with masters, I was just like, yeah, I want to go do my masters. And it was like, oh, okay, you know. So I kind of had the adventurous spirit. I, I, you know, so that's how I was able to come. So I finally went to DePaul. I did my um, masters, um, my MBA in finance, you know, and that was it. Kicker. And I know one thing about you you have three daughters, three kids. Yeah. Well, Um, like I keep telling people, technically it's two. <laughs> the first one is it the first one? The, the first, the twins, the other. Oh, oh the twins? Yeah, for you, she had twins. You didn't know that. Shut the front door. No, did you know? She had for you, twins. I have to see them again. I didn't know. They're not identical. They're not identical, no, but they're twins. Like, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have the same height. No. And because. Yeah, I didn't know I that. Don't have, they don't have the Taiwan thing, did they? Yeah, but yeah, they're twins. <laughs> Let's have say yeah, bitch, yeah. I yeah. thought so it had like a May December, like you know, maybe no. one year, one and a half year apart. I need to see them again. I'm so sorry. So technically two kids. Two kids. Wow, yeah. so you just did two it twice. Pregnancy. Yeah, two yeah. pregnancy. Wow, how easy. Or how difficult that was. So three daughters. Yes. And I think one of one of the highlights of bringing you on the podcast, and I just to you know talking yeah. about you, is talking about raising kids in the US. Yes, you know I don't have that luxury. So what has it been like for you? What are the um, challenges, and what are the you know I want to say upsides? Oh, and I guess this is where I have to bring my husband Wally to like also give me give me stuff. Thank you, thank you, Mister Wally. You know Mister Wally, just What's that thing now? Underground beats, the high people. We need your impact, sir. We need your. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm honored not just to have you know, Mrs. Lawal. Now I have Mr. Lawal. Now the circle of life is complete. I'm gonna keep quiet now and I'll let you guys, you know, talk to us. So, what has been like raising kids in the US? Well, it's like it's 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 uh it's got well, I would say it's got its ups and it's got its downs. Okay. You know, um, for one, I'll look at like the educational path. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when my mother-in-law was around, and the one thing she always said was, "Oh." 
work on Sherry, work on Sherry. They're just playing. They're just yeah, they're just playing. And I, and I, you know, and I, and I, like here or right here. <laughs> no, she always felt it was just play, you know, they're no. just coloring. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, there's a difference, you know, because when I hear my kids talk and I get the kind of things to learn, I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. Money is, money is yeah. being put to good use. You know, it, it, you can see that difference, you know, and I'm like, wow, because when I, you know, when I see, and I'll give an example, Wally's sister was just around, yeah. you know, and our kids, I was 13, you know, nine and eight, you know, and I can kind of, yeah, they were more, I could see that they were more like, you know, like, obviously you can't like do, you can't scare them or anything yeah. like that sort but I saw the difference Between with my kids because I was able And those were the raised in Nigeria. They are raised yeah. in Nigeria. So I was able to see that difference. My kids were like more like, you know, more on the calm side. You know, when they talk, you know, they kind of like they think that they split their thoughts there. You know, so more I, assertive too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I kind of saw the difference. But with Nigerian kids it was more like, you know, the aggressive nature. So even when they speak, I always felt my daughter like speaks with speaks with a loud voice, but I was like, Well that back home. You know, so I, I see those difference, you know. So, you know, even what they've learned. I don't know, Wally. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's there's different ways of looking at it. Um, raising kids is in this society is a, is a lot different. Mm. Yes, I mean, you can't. Um, the academic part is one thing. I mean, that's school interactions with other kids yeah. from different yeah. parents and, different and how you, different yeah. cultures, different societal leanings. Yeah. No matter how you want to look at it, so there's a challenge of that. There's certain standards of behavior you expect. Or one from your mm-hmm. kids, which you cannot which you cannot demand from other people's kids. Yeah, yeah. And but but you cannot raise your child in isolation either. So you have to also think about because as Africans, it's the way we raise our kids, yeah. and then you want to do that, but you also have to consider the society at yeah. large because it's not homogeneous anymore. Exactly. It's a Nigerian community. So so those, I mean so those are the challenges. I mean you can look for simple. Can you want to give an example? It might be a bit controversial. Like, you can spank other people's kids if they are misbehaving. You can't even spank your own kids. Okay. Let alone other people's You can't even kids. talk. Yes. You yeah. can't even talk to other people's kids. You can't even say other people's kids. Or your child comes home and says, oh, some kid is bullying me. Or some kid said, that, oh, she doesn't like the fact that my face is yellow. What am I supposed to do? Or your kid comes home and says, uh, yeah, I don't like my skin. Hmm. They, don't, they don't get that from you. Yeah. They get it from other kids in their classes. Yeah. How do you, I mean... What's the right way to address those things? Uh, That's always a question. You address it the best you can, but you always wonder what's the right way. And that's Mm. where I struggle because I'm still like your regular Nigerian, you know, person. Because, um, and the reason why I actually brought Wally in here is because he's more of the calm person. I'm not patient when it comes to all of that. So he has it's like the buffer. It's kind of like it keeps like making me understand that you know you just need to calm down, mm. think about yeah. it. Don't be like ni- regular Nigerian parent that will just be like, I want to done this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not in Nigeria anyway. Yeah, so. in Nigeria, you know, because for me, I'm always like, I want to say this and I want to see it done. So like with my kids, I'm like, I need you to do this, and they're like, why? And I'm like, you don't question me. Because I want yeah, you to do to it. You. But with Wale, you know, he sits down, he tries to talk to them, he tries to, you know, and it's, I'm learning also. So that's why for me it's like a struggle because I'm just not used to doing that, you know. Yeah. I remember the other day, um, Feyi, um, one of the twins, she um, came up to me and we were talking about India or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she said, um, what did she say? She said, oh, one of the kids... Um, said that in the Bible the cowboys killed all the Indians so there shouldn't be any more Indians left and I was like I'm right there, I got to her and I was like tell him that's not in the Bible, tell him that's not in the Bible. 
and she's like and and i remember that and Faye was like okay mommy i didn't say that i'm just telling you what he said and i'm like well you know but it was later and mr lawa wasn't there to come the buffer wasn't home you know so most times i have to run to him i'm like what this is what happened and he has to go back and like you know kind of like try to like you know but well really it wasn't a but and i could see that she actually understood that part enough she understood yeah yeah because she knew that but she was just telling me what happened happened, you know so that's where the struggle for me is like okay i need to be really calm because for me also i guess i have that fear like am i doing the right thing am i like you know am i teaching them right do do i actually believe that all what i've said to them they actually you know they believe that and they're actually working on that or you know when i'm not there it's more useful to them exactly in a different society you grew up in nigeria for the most part and you know and when i tell okay this is something that we don't do do they actually believe that that's something we as a family are kind of opposed to mm. it's just like for instance i remember and i tell my girls like yeah my girls are not like your typical girls they don't do dolls they don't do the doll the whatever they like more of like legos like more you know she loves to like draw so she does lots of like crayons drawing and all of that but the one thing i've always told them is in this house we don't do toy guns I can get you any other toy, but we don't do toy guns in this house. And it's just something I've said, but you know, the typical Nigerian person, I just believe that, okay, well, I've said this, I don't think they listen they, to what. the reason for that. Yeah, you know. But there was a day that we actually went out, and I don't know what it was, and Faye said, she said, we don't, we don't do toy guns in our house. Oh, she remembered. Yeah. And I was just like, How I that need make you to, feel? oh, I felt so, you don't want to know. I was close to tears because like i said i struggle every day because i believe i'm not doing a good job especially mm. with the society that i remember one time i told wally i'm like we need to homeschool our kids because i don't want them to be exposed to the you know and it was like hmm, even if we have to homeschool it's not you that won't school us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> because maybe both of you need to homeschool because you need one one is the other person <laughs> it's like it's not me that will school these children you know so it's just you know and um so right now i guess you know i've actually come to believe that you know these girls actually do listen to what i say obviously but now the struggle is you know uh, and i'll give you yesterday we went for their field trip and um they were they, there was like a sculpture of like um i don't know whether like a, a dinosaur thing it wasn't a dinosaur it was more like look more like a cow I don't and the other kids you know and i hope this is pg-13 but it, well the other kids went and they were kind of like touching on the mm-hmm. you know what they got yeah mm-hmm. and they were like oh titties 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 <laughs> the other <laughs> you know and they were like titties oh titties titties, titties you know? how old are these kids seven seven what <laughs> <laughs> first grade first grade titties and i was just like yeah well that's the that's the you know and i had this other in fact my neighbor she was there you know and she was just like oh and I was just like, but, you know, and I know that if my kids were with me, that's not something they would have said. Mm. But because they were all there, they were all saying it. And I was just so not like, just an influence anymore. Yeah. Some things are extrinsic to you. Some things, and that's what I would say yeah. about raising your kids in isolation. No exactly. matter what, you can't raise them in a bubble. Yeah. It's not even good for the society. The truth is, from Monday to Friday, they spend more, hour, more Time with awake yeah. hours outside of the home. Oh, yeah. And you have no control over, over what's yeah. over there. So, and, and like I tell Kemi, I mean, this is where we we differ in approach. I believe that you can 
try and explain some things. They're young, yes, they might not understand, but at least they give them that chance yeah. to grow into it. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice that Sheyu was able to stand up and say, We don't do toy guns in our house. That's that's I mean she has the what it is to come up with that. So that's that's really nice. But does she truly understand why, why we don't do toy guns in the house? Yeah. Because eventually she's gonna meet some girl like her, who's a girl like her and everything, who loves guns. Uh-huh. At that point, what is she going to say? We don't do it in our house. And then, that sounds stupid. Yeah, that doesn't, that, that doesn't really stand grounded. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and so I don't know. It's it's going to be this is not this struggle as far as I can see is not going to go away. Uh-huh. What it just needs is the constancy of the parents. And I'm making up a, an English word there now. It's us being constant in saying this is the things we believe. This is how we believe. Over and over again, over repetition, throw learning, and hopefully some of it will stick. Not yeah. all of it will stick because yeah. they will form their own mindsets. Yeah. They will come up with their own ideas to shift based on the other things that they see. Yeah. And the model, like Kemi and I, I mean, based on an Nigerian background, I mean, I don't see somebody without saying good morning. Yeah. But it's very, very common among kids not, not to, to say, say hi. Yeah. They don't. They just look at you. And that's what they do. That's their the most they acknowledge you is by looking at you. Trust me not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want to bring them over <laughs> And you say hello and some kids look at you and they don't even respond and you're like, okay. Yeah, times have changed. Yeah. But yeah. hey, welcome. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the days when you say, Because I said so. Oh, you I still do that. Too. Yeah. I still do it when you when you get to but that we, level. We but still, well, we still have to. But still a, you need to struggle. back it up. It's still a struggle. Yeah. It's still it's always going to be there. We yeah. won't get tired. I guess is how yeah. you want to look at it. But I, I I have a question for you, and I want to because I, I was as we we're talking, I was also trying to draw from my own experience. I think one of the things missing sometimes where I grew up was we're told what to do, but we're not told why we have yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say? You were you were brought up that way, or by virtue of you leaving Nigeria and moving to the US, you saw that was a gap and you realized that you couldn't forcefully, you know, demand some things of your kids. You have to explain why. Because we live in a culture, especially here in the US, where there were more questions asked than you just saying, Do this because I said so. Yeah. What? There's a space for both. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how so? You see, sometimes I believe it depends on your level of maturity. Mm-hmm. The why sometimes is a waste of time, depending on your level of maturity. Just yeah. do it. But if you're at certain levels too, the why is it extremely important? So each case is almost unique. I would say it's more of an age range. Yeah. At the age my kids are now, seven, they don't need very much, very many whys. Mm-hmm. Just obey. But as they get older, in the tens, eleven, twelves, they need the whys to form their own okay. better opinions. But at least they will have been in the habit of obeying. Mm. And then the why helps them keep going mm. because it's at that age that they start being rebellious because they don't have a why that is just making us do this just because. Yeah, and I would. And have to, I'm sorry to. Yeah. I, I, I would just jump in there because I think for us the why the why is something that I think I'm still answering right now because yes. I mean, my kids my kids are at the age where even the baby is five or six. That's good question. She's beginning to ask. Yeah, she wants to know why. Mm. She wants to know why we do things the way. And I think also because for them. It's because they're also dealing with their mom, who you know, the parents who are Nigerians, and they're looking at other kids who are not from Nigeria. They're wondering why is there a difference in the way things are done. Mm. So for me, I feel like okay, at that point, I need to start explaining some few things to them. Yeah. You know, like you know, this is why we don't do things the way. Yeah, but I'm, some things are never. I mean, sorry to cut you off again, but there's some things are never really going to be 
Answered. Easy, yeah. easily explained, yeah. especially to a, to a kid. Okay, yeah. And some things are important, some are not. So you need to weigh which one is like for uh, this, and this is probably a very mundane example. But like we take baths at night and in the morning. morning. <laughs> I know pretty soon these kids are going to be asking you why. Yeah. Why do you need to, you took a bath at night and you went <laughs> and to bed, <laughs> and then you woke up and then you're taking another Usually one. Usually, most people take bath at night for the kids and then they dress them. They don't. Yeah. In the morning, morning they just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, brush your teeth in. But now my kids are questioning why they have to do it in the morning. I good luck explaining why. Exactly. I don't know the answer to that because I don't take my bath at night. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't take my bath at night. I don't take my bath in the morning. But but for based on the weather here, yeah, it yeah. makes sense. You come in at night, you wash the gunk off, yeah. and you go to bed, yeah. and then you wake up in the morning. It's probably cold in the winter time. Yeah, so you need to get out the door so yeah. a little bit, and then you head out the door. But those are those are small small things. Yes. That, I mean, that's, that's a smaller battles to fight. Yeah, that's a smaller battle to fight. Those away, but the yeah. big ones, the big ones, like why my daughter can't have a play date with uh, a boy a or boy. somebody that, or, why, so or why they can't have sleepovers, sleepovers, which is something we don't believe in, you know. So you don't know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Along that line, what would you say are your fears for your kids? Ooh, <laughs> let me know. What keeps you up at night? Let me well, know. when you say fears, I mean fears based on. Society, the culture. There, 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 there are a lot of things that are not um, not real fears anymore. I mean, as a father of three young girls, yeah. what's my primary fear that they'll meet a boy too early and get pregnant? I mean, let's let's lay that brass tacks, yeah. right? That's probably the greatest fear. But but we have advanced as a society to be able to prevent that. We don't address the root cause, though. We just prevent the pregnancy. Problem, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's so many brokenness along the way. Yeah, but the brokenness <laughs> along the way. Like yesterday was a perfect, was a very weird day for us. As a family, we decided to have a family night. We went to main uh, events, main events, and all that. And the kids wanted to do laser tag, yeah, and oh, which yeah. is toy guns essentially. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> and there were a group of um, 10, 12 boys who will be in their 14, 15, yeah. 16 year Same range, place. who were going in as a group into the. Room, into yeah. the room and they decided to make it their room they had a circle held oh, to that yeah. we had they sang the song, the song they, and everything they were, they were noise my five-year-old immediately freaked out i she wasn't going to go in there we had to I had to take her out we couldn't she had to go i went in with the twins and we went and we similarly were having fun but for the 15 minutes we were in there every minute we spent in there was every minute i wanted not to be in there oh. firing laser uh, toy guns especially with the I'm getting to political here with the gun problem we have in America yeah. now. But that was a view into the mind of the typical American for me that I've not seen in a long time. Because I'm looking at these 15 year olds having all the fun in the world. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, how do these people separate this from reality? Because <clears throat> I'm looking at a teen. We all know teen years are turbulent years. Yeah. Sitting in his room, after being bullied, that society-wise, they can't really talk back that much. Probably doesn't want to share with his parents because he doesn't want them coming to school and making it worse. Playing laser tag, like shooting down his bully in his head. I mean, in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm probably jumping into things yeah. here, but yeah. I'm just like, I can see where this is coming from. And that is my fear. And those are some of the fears that I have for my kids. I mean, how do I tell my child that? Uh, that's wrong when every single person around her is doing it. I guess, I guess for me, because I, I, I don't know, I, I, I remember one time when we first moved to Oklahoma, you know, um, I used to volunteer at um, the kids' um, pre-K school then. 
I was working in the library. And that day I'd gone, I think I worked from like 11 to 12 or something. So I'd gone, I went there, I knocked on the door, I couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. Everywhere was locked down, nobody was entering, I didn't know what was going on, you know. So um, I, I knew I saw the vice principal, she was going in and I tried calling her, but she just quickly walked in, locked the door and I was like, mm -hmm. what's going on? So on my way back, I, you know, I, I think I called Wally. Was like, what? I'm like, I can't get to him, but I don't know what's going on. So I think I called this guy. I'm like, well, I, I was supposed to, you know, volunteer, and, and they were like, yeah, the school was on lockdown. Oh, they had a shooting. No, no. they didn't have a shooting. Somebody but apparently, there was a burglar around. Wow. And I was like, you know, so every single day for me, I'm like, you know, when I drop the kids, I always try to, you know, before it was just, oh yeah, they're going to school, I just drop them off, and I'm like, no. So for me right now is, you know, I always make a conscious effort when I drop them in school to turn back and call them and wave to them. Like I just, I, and I'm not trying to be negative, but it's oh, just, no, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah. So it's just like yeah. I, I always, I call it's them and I, yeah, I call them. I make sure they turn to me. Yeah. And most times, some of times they run back to me, they give me a hug or we wave. You know, I always make the conscious effort because I'm like, we get also involved or so you know in, in or oh, have to be at work at this time I'm, I'm rushing i'm rushing you know you tend not to you're just dropping the kids up and but I'm, I'm just like you know what always make that single second to or be mindful only, to be mindful to turn back and just to say goodbye to them have a beautiful day i'll see you later yeah. you know so it's 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 scary yeah but the one thing I've always known is that well, the one thing I just always keep depending on is that no matter what God is in control. Yeah. You know, and I just I can't worry, I can't I can't um I can't um control any, so many things. So yeah. Many things yeah, I mean, but, you know, I mean it's 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 crazy that the one place you can you, you seemingly cannot truly feel that your kids are completely safe is in school. It's a school. So so that that could be like the That's where you drop them every single day. You spend more, like you said, more yeah. waking hours there than anywhere else. And you just walk away and you're just like, so who or what am I actually handing them over to but, at this yeah. point? Yeah. And then who are they interacting yeah. with what during that spawn time? I mean, if it's not that it's spots, I mean, people want to... Um, the kids have uh, baseball practice. They have softball practice. I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not. Do the kids do all those extracurricular no. activities? Not yet, anyway. Not yet, because I mean, the only thing we've done is swimming. We've right? done swimming. Yeah. What 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 we've tried to well, my girls like I keep saying they're not like your typical yeah. kids. I, I, as much as I know that I try to like tell them what they need to do, there are times that I actually give them that like you tell me what, what you want to do. do. Oh, that's good. You know. So, <clears throat> do you want to play basketball? No. Okay. But 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 but, but, back but that, the, 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 the area I was kind of bringing that to is that I mean people feel we may think that the kids are young, but I believe in foundations. Yeah, yeah. I mean because that was my personal experience. I went to a private primary school when I was growing up in Ibada, and then I went to an all government scatter scatter secondary school. If I didn't have that primary educational foundation, yeah, I don't think I would be half of what I am today. I, I say that about myself too. Yeah. yeah. So so that's why I think. The first reason why I send my kids to school is to study, is to learn something, not to go and play baseball. They can play baseball, but after they're done learning. But to me, the, the American culture glorifies sports or, or debates, you know, talk, the ability to talk and make a point. They seem to value that more than the academics. Well, for, and, and I guess I'll come in there because I, as a Nigerian, it's one thing I know I struggle with, and that thing is actually communication. And the, the reason why I say that is yeah. when it comes to like the sports 
when it comes to sports, when it comes to education, the person who thrives better is that person who is brilliant yes, yeah. and also very good. Okay, okay. Yeah. And that's true. It's a, it's a combination. So, that's, so for me, I just feel like, you know, you know, if the kids, because my kids right now are really shy. Yeah, they talk. They talk. They talk. They will tell you. But the one thing I notice is that they are shy. Mm. So how do I try? And that's where I try to like, you know, because I know I'm kind of shy also. So that's where I try to like take out See, my Nigerian, you know, and like, okay, what? Because I compare them to, I was with <coughs> some of their classmates. And as much as I know that, yeah, my kids are doing so well, I saw the difference you know, with their fellow classmates and oh yeah, the, the girls did well even, you know, because they were with their classmates. But I was looking at it based on, on the fact that their classmates have never seen me before mm. and they were just just easy for them to talk to me. Yeah. But with my kids it's not that way. Mm. They kind of like would want to get to know you better yeah. before they would talk. And I'm, and for me it's like, okay, how do we balance that? Because I want them to be able to be comfortable when they communicate, yeah. be able to like stand for themselves, you know, hope yeah. I'm not doing something wrong that's making them feel like, you know, obviously we still have those fears, but you know, how do you, yeah. how I, do you overcome that? I think that those extracurricular activities, be it sports, be it yeah. you know, drama or music or swim, is also a way of helping them with the social cohesion exactly. part. Yeah. You know, maybe through playtime, mm-hmm. playing well with others, yeah. or communicating, yeah. asserting yourself. Yeah. So there are other skills you can learn from there. Uh, but I do see your point, Mr. Yeah. Lawal, about how if it, if it became too much, it became the centerpiece, and it detracts away from the education. Sure. But I I, I see the, I see the, the merit for having a combined yeah. balance. Yeah. Play for kids now that their brains are growing, and mm-hmm. so playtime and work time can be mixed in such a way that it, it feeds up yeah. off of um, from each other. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, just to think a couple more questions. I'll be done. If your daughters were to listen to this, what 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 kind of what what's what's your hope for them? Like, if they could listen to this in ten years, twenty years time, what would you like for them to know? Well, well, I guess for me, it's just be the best that you can be. You know, work hard at whatever you put your put your mind to. And that's the one thing I always tell them every single time, you know, mm. once you embark on a task, make sure you give it your all, you know, don't just do it. Like my mom always tell me, you know, if you want to do it, you do it well. Yeah. If not, don't okay. do it, you know. And that's one thing I always tell my girls, you know, whatever you want to do, make sure you're working out at it, you know. And, you know, before, and for me, you know, and that's one thing. I keep telling people I try to be a lazy parent in the sense that, you know, when they ask me questions like, how do you do this, mommy? I'm like, I'll figure it out. Because I, I think in that way, I'm trying to like develop your, 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 t- the way you think. Curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. It's not, I'm not always going to keep telling you this is the way it has to be done. Think about it. What's yeah. the, what do you think is the best way for you to, to actually do it? You know, how do you organize your thoughts and all of that? Because for me, I feel growing up, I was always told what to do. Yeah. So for me, it's Our just, parents had a lot of yeah, advice. You know? <laughs> so it's always like, it's almost like you're waiting for, okay, what's the best way? They still do. Yeah, they still do, you know. You're still waiting for someone to advise you on the right way. But, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to be different for them. You know, do the best you can be, work harder to it, you know. Yeah. And um, don't feel like because a friend of yours said something that's not, you know, that you don't like, it doesn't mean that you should stop doing it, you know, just be able to withstand whatever negativity that's around you and yeah. still be the person that you want to be. Yeah. I don't take that advice to <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, she said she said most of what I would have said, but the other thing I would have, I mean, this is like advice to my younger self. 
if you're about to do something you know you're gonna apologize for don't do it you know you're gonna how about that they always say like do it and apologize later yeah. <laughs> 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 i've been I somehow living my life that way <laughs> yeah we, we all have at some point or the other yeah. I mean, probably won't but i mean in in an idealistic advice kind of because we want a society that's more um more softening towards each other I mean, yeah not, not we're not taking yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. oh Sorry, I have one last question. I think one of the things that was really missing for me growing up was I really didn't get to see my parents. I didn't see the struggles they had. And in talking to some of my friends, it was, I think that was also obtainable in their households where the parents showed the kids away from the struggles. So I, we grew up with this idolized version of our parents that they were, you know, gods, they were almighty and they couldn't, you know, have a bad time. And then you, when you grow up and you're like, oh my goodness, no. Um, do you feel like as parents to be vulnerable in front of your kids, this, this is something you believe in and this is something you guys practice as well? Like letting them see your struggles, letting them see you know, like your process. And I think um, I, I know uh, that's something that I always keep telling. I was like, man, I didn't know being an adult was this difficult because <laughs> I, I, didn't, I thought it was so easy. But apparently, like, I, like, and I do agree with what you said because we, with my parents, you know, I, it, we never knew we, you asked for this you got it you know so you were not aware of you know how much it took how much it took you know and, yeah. and i'm glad you asked that because every time i go shopping with the girls you know Faye loves to swipe the card <laughs> oh she loves sure she's not my daughter <laughs> <laughs> you can ask my husband about my she loves swiping the card but <laughs> but for me i'm like you know, at first it wasn't a big deal, but later I was like, no! <laughs> Mommy, can we swipe no, it more? I'm like, I'm like, no, it's not. And so I have to keep it. And every time we go and we're about to pay, the cashier is always laughing at us. <laughs> because we always have this back and forth. And I'm like, um, I hope you know swiping the card is not just swiping the card. Yeah. Mommy has to work. Pay for it, yeah. She goes to work. She works out to actually get this money. So for her to swipe the card it's money she's hand it's not just yeah. you swiping the card because i just felt like i'm teaching them the Concept wrong thing money. yeah, yeah. And, you know they're not getting it i remember we went to the library one time and we actually got them this dvd that talked about opportunity cost money little things yeah. and it was like geared towards kids their age you know did it help it did help for the period that they listened yeah, for, for a little bit for a little bit yeah. because um we're still dealing with one right now that reminds me she has to go look for a library book yeah. so she gets free library books like every week oh, wow and she misplaced one of the book we know it's somewhere but she hasn't looked for it so every single time you know i'm like go and look for your book but she keeps saying we can just pay five dollars and be done with that book <laughs> <laughs> she knows the cost yeah. can she work for it <laughs> maybe like, tell how much it costs to make that five dollars how much so, to make and so now we're in the process of telling her because yes, I can pay the five dollars and be and be done with the book, but I just realized that no, we can't do that. So for me, I'm like, you need to go look for that book. So that's something we've been going on and on about. So you know, it's just you know, I, I have to le- I keep letting them know, you know, we work hard for the money. Yeah. It's not just there because it's there. You yeah. know, we, you just have to. And I, although we don't believe in you getting paid allowances. I, well, probably when they're old enough, but I don't believe in paying my kids to for, to do house chores. To do house chores yeah. because as long as you live in this house, you have to. You have to. You have a roof over your head. Yeah. You have food on the table. Believe me, you yeah. should be paying you me, be paying me you know, so, <laughs> for room and board. <laughs> but you know that's something we like. You know, yeah. I, I, that's something that I make them. That's an Nigerian in you. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, it's, yeah, it is an Nigerian, but it's yeah. also a life lesson because. When you are older and you do chores in your own home, yeah. are you going to get paid? No. 
That's you do true. chores because you have to. Somebody's yeah. got to do them. Do it, yeah. Not because you're going to get paid. Pay I mean, maybe them. it's nice to give it an occasional incentive, yeah. but I don't think we should we should monetize it. Yeah. To that level where they expect to get paid every to time. I think that's the problem I see in some households yeah. where the, the kids won't work anymore unless you know they get paid for yeah. chores they should be doing. That's why I don't. Yeah. I mean, Nigerian parents have been using kids for free labor since. Nothing but what? And kids like, they have it easy now. They don't have to go fetch water, carry pill on yeah. their head. You just or go around to the market. Anyway. Yeah. You don't wash clothes with your hands. No, shampoo. just you know, load the laundry. Yeah, there's even so dishwasher. Like, yeah. Man, yeah, times have that changed. dishwasher concept I've never understood. But yeah, I always say like some people are as useless as dishwashers in Nigerian <laughs> homes because they never get to use them for that purpose. You just yeah. you can put the yeah. plates in there, but, yeah. but I didn't let it fall. She said, "Oh, yeah, but it's gonna be removed, removed by dishwasher." Okay, so you still have to wash it before. They you have one. They have one. There was a use. What's the point? It doesn't appeal to the Nigerian in me. I, I wish I would just take away the dishwasher and put two, two more laundry stuff instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any Nigerian that uses their dishwasher, they need to, need to collect their passport and send them back home for acculturation. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, th- I don't know if you guys have anything. I'm done with my questions. I don't know if you guys have any questions. Yeah, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, um, I guess the only it's a comment about uh, the challenges. There will be challenges. Yeah. Um, I encourage every non-American parent to be a little bit more patient, mm. more, yeah, more open-minded. Yeah. And, yeah, that's one thing we struggle with. But stick yeah. with what your ideals are because yeah, yeah. they are good ideals. I always said to my wife one thing: if only we can take the good out of well, we our culture has burdens as well. We as do. much as there's a lot of good, there are burdens that come with our culture. So I wish there was a scenario where I could take the good from our culture, the good from the American, and then merge it together. Yeah. together but that's what you're doing That's what we're trying yeah, to do. Yeah. And yeah. Whether we we can raise them in isolation again. No, you can Always back to that. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really how I look at it. Which is what you said, and I remember that that constancy you have. Yeah. You know, because there's nothing like being consistent. Yeah. It drives the message home, and if they see you leaving what you say, what you say. I think kids can learn from that example, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. know they can see you struggle. You tell them about, you know, how how processes yeah. are being made. I think they have a better understanding for that. Yeah. And even when they go outside and things happen to them, they always have something to fall back to. You've already provided them that structure, provided the boundaries, yeah. and they'll, they'll they'll be they'll be better yeah. for it. If I turn out well, okay. If I turn out well, I love my mom and dad. But if I turn out well, you're kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Trust me, everybody was like that. We all, we all, we all turned out well. Yeah, and relatively, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's true, but you know, it, 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 it's still not irrespective. Um, for me, it's still, uh, it's still a process. It's something you keep learning every single day. Yeah. And for me, I kind of like also sit down and I, I'm, I'm also checking myself, like, okay, did I do this the right way? How do I work on being better this time? Yeah. So it's also a continuous improvement process for me, yeah. also, because every day is new. You keep hearing new things. Yeah. And like, oh, it's humbling to hear you say that. I have friends that are just, you know, um, new moms, and they, they echo the same thing. Like, they're always that feeling at the back of your mind, like, you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough. But if everybody's thinking that way, then, then but kids still turn out good, then probably you're really doing the best you can. Well, I guess the most important thing is at least you're thinking yeah. about it. Oh, that's good. And that's yeah, we had the best parents. Yeah. No, like, that would be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, anyways, yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for you know sharing your story, and I do wish your girls the very best, and uh, that they grow up into the best you want them to be. Always remembering that you guys, you know, the love you have for them, yeah. the, the the life you're providing for them, yeah. the sacrifice you've had to make. And I hope one day they get to listen to this and they can hear that in your words. All right. Well, thanks. This has been the Morrisable Podcast, everyone. <laughs> um, I just talked to the Lavals and we talked about raising kids in America and trying to um, teach them Nigerian values, but also not how do you not isolate them considering that there's a lot of society at play. 
and just tips and the challenges that have been involved in that process. If you like this content, don't forget to comment or read the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. If you have any questions, don't forget to email me at talktomore at mosibo.com and I've been your host, Mosibo.